When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, no one ever thinks about the They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. Yo, 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 yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Gangplank Report. We are talking about episode, what is it, nine? Nine. Mm-hmm. We're on nine. When Eddie met Sally is what Bravo called it. (laughs) And we're calling it don't strain yourself. There's a couple different meanings there. Yes. So here's Jen for your rapid recap. Okay. Jessica pulls Heather aside to let her know she's quitting a mere three hours before the guests arrive. Everyone seems stunned that they didn't get a goodbye and Heather fails to tell them that she only gave Jess an hour to pack and get off the boat. Fraser is feeling the reality of what getting rid of Jessica actually means. Raina is still struggling with Heather's use of the N-word and now is also disappointed in Eddie's lack of understanding about the situation. Wind and rain delay the departure to the anchorage, but the slide setup practice paid off and they finished 20 minutes before the guests arrive. Charter guest Rachel brings a ninth guest, Sally the Broom. Rachel had a guest with her jaw wired shut before, so she knows the primary will need to eat constantly, but isn't thrilled that the primary wants every course liquefied. Raina isn't happy that Heather can't move a chair out of the way by herself. Jake is in the galley with a full moon hanging out while Rachel swats his bare keister with a racket. I'm not sure the hygiene on that. Chelsea compares herself to a homeless person walking by a restaurant while sitting on the aft deck of a yacht with wait staff to beckon. Don't even get me started. The guests are refilling their own water while Heather and Fraser watch Rachel swear over the food. A jet ski escapes its tie-on and Raina didn't notice even though she was on the swim platform. They're throwing a pink party and a beach party on the same night after dinner. Coming back from the beach, Eddie notices the jet ski backclipped itself and escaped again, but Captain Lee refuses to believe it and insists it's human error. Heather sticks her finger in the crew food, and Eddie gets upset with Raina for pointing it out because Heather is overwhelmed. Captain Lee gets a text that it's difficult to find a stew in high season. Jake, who gets upset about mugs in the sink, blows snot rockets on the teak. 
And the primary melts down when she feels overlooked again at dinner. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Wow. Lots. 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 Yeah. Well, let's begin at the beginning. Let's start with Jessica. What was your first response or feeling? I mean, several different things here. One, pretty disappointed with how that all went down on both ends, to be honest with you. I thought that just leaving a couple hours before the charter started was pretty crappy. However, not shocked. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about before that it seemed like she was kind of on the edge with all of that to begin with. It seemed like she was kind of on the edge already with her sanity with this, these two with Fraser and Heather. So it doesn't surprise me that she would just wake up and be like, you know what? I've had it. I don't want to do this. I don't need to be here. And I get it. I have had those moments too. Honestly, I commend her in some way because that was something that I greatly considered doing a multitude of times on my season. Although on my season, the rules were a bit different than they are now. On my season, we were all contractually obligated to stay. We weren't allowed to leave. Really? So Oh yeah, absolutely. They have obviously since changed the rules, but there were several times when I wanted to walk off and they stopped me and told me I wasn't allowed for my contract. So clearly they have changed the rules since my season, but I still think it was kind of, it was crappy to do to everybody, but it was most certainly crappy to do to the entire rest of the team. I get why she did it to Heather and Fraser, but it affects everybody on the boat and it's not just the interior team. So while it kind of seems like the interior team got their just desserts on their treatment of her and their behavior towards her, it still affects everybody else too. And that's the negative side of all of that. So, I mean, I agree with a lot of the people that said, go her, she didn't need to be there. So peace out and let them deal with the bed that they made because they complained about her not doing anything. So what's the difference if she's there or not? And by a lot of the people, you mean me, because that was totally me. (laughs) Right? Right. And I do, I understand. And I want you to know that I am learning and I do get your perspective on this, how much of a ding it is for the whole team and not just the people who were rude to her. But honestly, I was so happy for her in the moment because I've had times in my life, I wasn't contractually obligated to stay someplace like you were, but I've had times in my life where I really wished I had a different work ethic and could say, take this job and shove it. And she did that for me. And it was kind of a cheering moment here for me that she did it because honestly, I feel like the reason why Heather was as mad as she was, aside from the fact that a charter was getting ready to come on, but it was, I felt partially because Jessica stole Heather's thunder and Heather had already, she seems to me like one of those type of people that already had it planned in her head, how she was going to fire her and what catchy little phrases she was going to use while she was doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I feel feel like Jessica stole that from her and that's why she was so mad. (laughs) So true. Yeah. The other thing I thought was kind of not great was 
how Heather didn't tell anybody that she only gave Jess an hour to pack and get off the boat. But then she felt compelled to ask people, well, did Jessica say goodbye to you? You didn't give her much time. So I understood Jessica's mentality. Like, look, I already threw a wrench in this whole thing. I don't want to make it a bigger thing than it is. Take away time that they need by going around and saying individual goodbyes to everybody and interrupting what's going to be an even more hectic day than they imagined. So I thought she gave her a little raw deal on that as her revenge, but it is. Well, yet again, Heather creating a situation and then turning herself into a victim. Right. Yeah. Her pattern. Mm Mm-hmm. Total pattern. At this point, it's not a coincidence anymore. It's a pattern. Exactly. Perfectly put. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is exactly what they asked for. And now they got it. And now they got to deal with it. And now they're going to complain about it nonstop. Right. Well, Fraser seemed like it hit him very quickly, much more quickly than it hit Heather, what this was going to do. And I wonder if this is going to lead into why he and Heather seem to not be as tight after when we saw him on watch what happens live he seemed Mm -hmm. to be very down on heather and that didn't match up with what we were seeing on the screen so maybe this evolves into why maybe he realizes that without a target he becomes the target so the speculation is that the stew replacement is going to be one of Heather's friends and maybe that's what happens is that Fraser is no longer number two Uh, you know what I mean like he has put himself into a spot where he's hedged his bets to be Heather's favorite and to ally with her against someone else what happens when the tables are turned on him in this situation and it's her with somebody that she's worked with before somebody that she knows really well and now all of a sudden he isn't the favorite anymore right and that's my speculation if in fact the replacement is somebody that heather already knows see i hadn't heard that i hadn't done a lot of research that's why you need to get on reddit baby i know i do i need to get on reddit but i hadn't (laughs) I hadn't seen that. So I had my own theory, which is kind of nuts, but do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. So I think they're going to play up that text that Captain Lee got saying that it's difficult to find somebody. And I think that he's going to put Raina in the third stew position temporarily, have Eddie step back and lead the deck crew. So the deck crew has three and the interior has three. And that's why we're going to get the head to head with Heather and Raina. I mean, both of those things can be true at once. Yeah. They could be bringing on Heather's friend, but they could also in the meantime, be utilizing Raina obvious default because she's a female. So she must be good at interior stuff. Right. Well, cause Eddie, there was something that got said when they gave us the preview for the rest of the season, Eddie said something about, So she's going to have to learn the job as we're dealing with the chart in the middle of a charter or something to that effect. And so that's why it made me think, well, it's somebody who has absolutely zero experience. And we did see a couple of clips of Heather and Raina interacting more. So I just feel like, you know what I think about Bravo. I think they're the giant little devil trying to make everything as complicated as possible. (laughs) And I feel like 
with how the tension is with Heather and Raina that because they're in different departments, it could go on through and not develop as much as they would like it to. So to create a scenario where it has to come to the forefront isn't beneath them. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> Devious. <laughs> now, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to look like the most Machiavellian person in the world, <laughs> like evil to the point of I can make <laughs> no you, really bad tv worse <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say that i would say you're just an avid bravo watcher and you notice patterns yes i do yes i do yeah so on to the guests coming on to the boat first off just real quick i need to get out of the way about sally the broom this to me was a little like danielle bringing on big booty judy or the people who brought on the life ring. I can't remember the life ring's name. Apologies, life ring. But that was like a guy. In my opinion, the guests are getting as camera aware as some of the cast members are. And I is feel- can't be the right word for that? I feel like campy is a good word for that. Campy and straight up stupid, maybe. I don't know. But it just feels like that was her name is Rachel too so it's going to be a little confusing through this charter so guest Rachel I think is angling for camera time here that's just my opinion because that whole thing was very goofy and weird to me weird and I wonder did the broom smell like cinnamon like is it one of those holiday ones I don't know I would hope so like Like, maybe she just has bad body odor and she carries that thing around (laughs) so that it masks it (laughs) so you can waft it away yeah I don't know it's just that whole thing I just feel like it's getting a little kitschy or campy like you said with people being so over the top I just don't see somebody actually bringing a broom with them everywhere they go like a thing I get that rich people can be eccentric but that just seemed goofy yeah anyway eccentric is three small fluffy yappy dogs in a stroller right not a broom <laughs> yeah <laughs> also if she had paired that with some kind of like a straw witch hat I might have believed it more yeah so she's an odd duck and then we have co-primary Chelsea who unfortunately due to a biking accident I think they said has yeah. her jaw wired shut which would be miserable on yeah. a multitude of levels. Oh, so miserable for me. Mm-hmm. While I was live tweeting with you last night, I had a little bit of a moment with her. I did have a lot of sympathy for her because for people who don't know, my husband, John has Barrett's esophagus, which just means that he's more prone to choking. His esophagus isn't as wide as most people's. So we do what I call jokingly the adult Gerber diet. So everything is soft, easy for him to swallow. But when it first happened, it came out of the blue. So we were panicked when it first happened. We had to go to the emergency room. It was an ambulance ride, that whole thing. And so I was super cautious for the first month afterwards. And I was liquefying everything. And I feel for Rachel, it's a pain in the butt. But to me, it's like a vegan request or a gluten-free request. It's not even a vegan request because a vegan request is a choice. Right. This is not something that's voluntary, right. obviously. 
You're right. You know, it's medically necessary. And that's why I was just kind of floored by the reactions of the crew. I thought it was really disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really insensitive. It wasn't the whole crew that commented on it because for the most part, the exterior team wasn't involved in the food service aspect of the charter. But to see the way that everybody had little comments, well, I guess Eddie did say a couple of things about it, which doesn't shock me that he would be disrespectful, but it's just, I get that part of the draw of this is to see that every man kind of get down a little bit on the one percenters. And I understand that that's some of the things that people enjoy about this show. Some of the times, because some of these people are so damn ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this is not one of those situations where that was acceptable. And it made me not only feel really bad for her, but also really get upset with the crew who is used to having ridiculous requests all the time. I don't feel like this was ridiculous. And the fact that she perpetually had to wait for her food Mm -hmm. when everybody else was eating. And that was one of the things that she stipulated from the beginning that she wanted. It's just, there's, there's no excuse for it in my opinion. Right. And you caught something because I was live tweeting. And so therefore I missed a couple of things, but you caught something that got your hairs out. Yeah. She had my total sympathy until she said, it's like a homeless person walking by a restaurant. And that really got my hackles up for sure. Because one, she's sitting on the aft deck of a yacht. Add to that, that she has wait staff there at her beck and call add to that she's having her food that is she's not drinking insure like somebody who's in an assisted living facility or something she's having lobster and gazpacho and oysters for crying out loud liquefied and strained so to compare herself to a homeless person really annoyed the living crap out of me and I got mad and said so online but (laughs) that doesn't mean that I don't think that Rachel could have been more proactive and said hey look I will absolutely give you all of the courses but I have to finish cooking the course before I can liquefy it so why don't I make you something special that you can have on the table throughout the meal that you can take a sip from as needed. So you don't get the shakes since you're on the liquid diet and you need to eat more frequently. Why don't I make you something special just for you and build her up and make her feel like not only are you getting the experience everybody else is, but I have created this concoction that you will never find anywhere else just for you to help you through this difficult time. It's not that hard. It's not rapid But that would require forethought and thoughtfulness. Yeah. The big ask. Yeah. Well, I was disappointed because I feel like Rachel has been making strides this season to be and do better. And this request for whatever reason, and maybe it broke through the veneer, if I'm going to be honest, that's what it felt like. It broke through that veneer of, oh, I'm a team player to this is freaking annoying. And because she spilt the shake or whatever it was she was making, then all of a sudden that anger gets directed 
at this person who has an injury because she's making Rachel have to do above and beyond. I don't know. It was a weird night for me. (laughs) It was vacillating back and forth, being angry at both sides. Maybe it was lingering from the full moon. It was hard to watch. Yeah, I would agree with that. But entertaining at the same time. I mean, at least it was compelling television. I'll say that which we haven't had for the past few episodes. That's true. And speaking of compelling television. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Thoughts on the deck team. Ugh. I could not believe, and you know, we've made it quite clear we're on Raina's side with the whole issue with Heather and now with Eddie being dismissive of it as well. But I could not believe she was standing on the swim platform And didn't see the jet ski, I don't know, what was it, like 300 feet away from the boat at that point? Yeah, I mean, consider that they're shorthanded, so they're, I mean, the deck team isn't, Mm -hmm. but there's quite a lot going on, so everybody's mildly distracted anyway. That doesn't lend itself to an excuse. Let me make this point. Raina can be dealing with a lot and dealing with this unnecessary unfair quite preventable situation with heather and still not be good at her job i get that those things can be true congruently right and it's frustrating to watch because you want to cheer for her because of what she's gone through with this these episodes so far however you still have to do your job and i think it's becoming quite clear on a multitude of levels that not only is Jake probably not the right choice for lead deckhand although I can't say that there's a better choice available right I don't think Eddie in a management role was a good choice either yeah I feel like just calling Jake's not rocket from here (laughs) but that's kind of foul so I guess I won't I mean, there's a lot worse things to call them, I suppose. (laughs) So I was talking, we have a friend on Insta named Will Street, and I was talking to him earlier today, and Eddie had a theory that it was a backclipping event, okay, with the carabiners, Uh and Captain Lee seemed disinclined to acquiesce to that theory, and he thought it was human error. Will, our friend, has dealt with these carabiners before, and he says that he thinks for Eddie's theory to work, that there has to be some sort of malfunction on the carabiner itself for it to do that. Because how Captain Lee was showing the example that it's metal on metal, for Eddie's to work, even if it backclips, there has to be something that would make that come loose the little screw thing that tightens it and locks it down so that's not something that would generally not unless you didn't screw it tightly down then it could slip if you just slipped it on and didn't screw it on so when I watched it last night I was kind of on Eddie's side of it because I watched him do that back clipping thing but I wasn't paying attention to his hands. It was kind of like one of those magic tricks where you separate the two rings. So I figured it could be done. But once Will, and thank you Will for this, explained the mechanism to me better. And I've seen them and I've used them, but I hadn't really done the math in my head. It does seem like 
Captain Lee might be right in this situation and that there was something not done on the human end of it to make that a possibility. I got you. I wish we had Tiffany here right now Mm -hmm. because this is not my department. I am not the right person to ask any of these questions to because this is not my forte. Yeah. We could definitely call a friend. Yeah. (laughs) Can we do a phone phone a friend, friend, please? Rest in peace, Regis. But... (laughs) Yeah. So I do think there are a lot of things going wrong on the deck end of things. I think Eddie's management style is one of them. I think that Jake's leadership ability is one of them. Wes and Raina's lack of experience is another component. There are a lot of failing components here that can mix together and make a giant mess. I don't remember having seen this many things escape from anywhere since Alcatraz so and Eddie has more experience doing this show not necessarily actual yachting but doing this show than any bosun slash first officer we've ever seen right so I'm not entirely sure what his excuse is I don't think he has one I don't think he's got a leg to stand on yeah I also don't think he's a good manager period so yeah there's that Right. Well, they better get their stuff in gear. And that may put the kibosh on my arena being a stew theory, unless they have a deck person in weight and not a stew. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what a better way to antagonize the situation, especially if what Gina's article said was true, that there was a much larger discussion about what happened with Raina and Heather happening behind the scenes. And he talked to her for much longer than what we saw and Mm -hmm. they just didn't show that because it wasn't applicable or interesting or whatever. I mean, that's a major fail on Bravo in my opinion, but if this was an issue, then why would you put her in a situation where she's got to deal with Heather all day, every day? Because Bravo. That's my only answer because Bravo. That's not a good enough reason in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think in any workplace environment in 2021, that this situation required management to get together and have a sit down discussion with Raina and Heather both present. This needed to go beyond Heather is ahead of her department. Eddie is ahead of his department. The two heads know that this occurred but as we saw in the previews apparently it wasn't passed along by them to captain lee i can't believe honestly that it wasn't passed along period that's just me and my cynicism but we haven't seen either of them pass it along and it should have been passed along and the fact that it wasn't is another inherent problem in bravo aside from the problem of them being totally silent about this and telling their employees not to discuss this after the episode. I saw a tweet last night to you that someone told you that Eddie was told that he wasn't allowed to talk about it. We know that Raina said on Instagram that she was told by production that she needed to stop talking about it. So this whole thing, Bravo has botched the heck out of it, in my opinion. Yeah, to hell with that non-disclosure agreement when it comes to something like this. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because what they want everybody to do is wait for Bravo to figure out how they want to play it. And then everybody pull the party line. And now we 
know with absolution that Reina is not going to play that game. Good and for good Reina. For her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. <laughs> we have to find something else to talk about because I don't want to end our Christmas episode <laughs> on this because I'm so mad. I want to be jolly and fat like Santa. <laughs> In the vein of not being entirely jolly yet. Mm-hmm. We have a friend who we've interacted with a bunch and several other cast members have too True. that we're trying to find and get a hold of or find out something about. Blue Zebu, the last thing that he posted on social media that we've been able to track down was around November 10th. And the last thing he said was that he had COVID and it was pretty bad and that he was going on a ventilator. And now we're a little bit worried about him because nobody's heard from him in like a month, a little more than a month. So if anybody has any information, please just let us know, even private message us to let us know that he's okay because we're all a little bit concerned. Right. We had actually reached out to have him be a super fan because he's been such a loyal supporter. And then somebody contacted you who also interacts with him. And we did the deep dive on his social media to find out. And things like this slipped through the cracks. We felt awful that it's been a month and we hadn't known what he was going through. So definitely, we hope you're okay, Blue. You've got our prayers. And if anybody knows anything and can let us know, we would appreciate that very much. Yes. So now we have to end on something happy. Something happy. Well, we have a present for everyone this week. Even though it will be Christmas Eve Eve when it's released, we have a new super fan interview this week. And it is with former bosun from Below Deck Med Season 3, Conrad Empson. And he is the lovely chap, as they would say in Jolly Old. We had a good time with him. So make sure you tune into that on Christmas Eve Eve. And next week, they are doing a compilation episode of Captain Lee's most outrageous moments. So it's all things that we've seen before that are put together for the week between Christmas and New Year. So we will not have new episodes next week, but we will be re-airing a couple of the popular ones so you have something to listen to. Or you can head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and do a binge. Binge us. See if you like us. (laughs) Other than that, we wish all of you who celebrate a very Merry Christmas and also a happy and prosperous new year. And we thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel, Twitter, Frail, and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.